Welcome to Movement is My Constant. In this podcast, I invite movement researchers to share their embodied knowledge through open conversations as inspiration for organizations and leaders to design the future of work. The more that we are connecting to these, practicing these states, um, or practicing stress management, the better, as I had mentioned from the mind part, the better we can communicate. Um, and as they say, the more we can take care of ourselves, the better we can take care of others. But we first have to take care of ourselves. During the last four episodes, I have been collaborating with Melanie Gensler to understand from her professional experience what movement can do for stress management and leadership. Each episode marked a conversation around the key pillars that Melanie has been exploring in her work and with her own clients. In the previous episodes, eight and nine, we talk about the states of stability and agility I invite you to start there and then come back and listen to today's episode, which will be about achieving the state of mobility. Melanie is combining the research from integrative health practices with her studies from functional medicine, nutrition, and movement to offer an integrative approach to her clients. This means a more holistic approach to stress management. With this, Melanie conducts her clients on a journey of self-discovery and growth by truly listening to themselves. Hi, Melanie. Welcome back. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. Without going too much in detail, why are stability, agility, and mobility, which we will touch today, such important states for stress management? Yeah, so um, these states are actually there to uh, guide us into the rest and digest state. And the rest and digest state is actually the parasympathetic. Um, there's, so there's two different, um, so we have our nervous system and uh, we have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system, meaning the fight or flight. It's uh, very often known as, um, I think we actually mentioned a little bit of it in the first episode, in one of our first episodes, um, and the opposite of the fight or flight is that rest and digest. These states actually really stimulate and practice us to go into that rest and digest state. Um, and the nervous system, what that does is has a benefit in the Uh, immune system. So in other words, really strengthening our immune system. The more we are in the rest and digest state, the more we are strengthening our immune system. Research has found that the digestive tract is housing um, to a great part that immune, that connection between the immune system and the nervous system that is also exemplified by the area of medicine called clinical psychoneuroimmunology. And that's um, the practice that I work together with Meli Oro Um, they uh, very much work with this type of science or medicine, I should say. In other words, simplifying that's nutrition. What are we eating? How are we eating? Why are we eating it? Um, and then also um, the mind. And in other words, that's where I really go into the mind body. So the mind is referring to relationships, to 
our emotions, to self-understanding, to communication. All of that is actually stress management. Exactly. That's how I've been able to house it Mm -hmm. for others to understand most. How did you actually connect that then to leadership? Mm -hmm. Great question. Great question. Well, funnily enough, um, uh, the more that we are connecting to these, practicing these states, um, or practicing stress management, the better, as I had mentioned from the mind part, the better we can communicate. Um, and as they say, the more we can take care of ourselves, the better we can take care of others. But we first have to take care of ourselves. So the stress management piece actually ends up growing more clearly. What is our purpose? What is, um, uh, how can we communicate better our needs? Um, and even more so become more productive or effective at work. Um, but that leadership, so that falls under leadership, but to me, most importantly, it's the growth of integrity. So being that example for others, which is really something that we're needing at this moment in time is yeah, being a leader of integrity for others. And so that's been really part of my purpose with that stress management piece is also connecting it to our leaders. Yeah. Is there, is there, do you have any story that you can share? So the leadership piece is really something that um, I've now been more courageously integrating that piece in with my clients. Mm -hmm. So it's more fresh. There are a few clients working on this. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to share, um, but I can only say, for myself and the work that I've done because these states and this method that I created is first and foremost been through my own work with myself and just seeing how much I'm able to uh, clearly communicate with others um, in a productive and effective way in a work environment. Yeah, just demonstrates to me the this uh, yeah, sense of leadership. When we talk about leadership and stress management, are we just talking about the professional uh, realm or how do we apply leadership into private life, relationships? Yeah, so it's definitely not just connected to professional, but I would probably say that most likely if you're more of a leader in your professional realm, you're probably more of the follower in your personal because it's hmm. it's a lot of the times for balance, again, going back to stress management, it's going to be pretty hard for you to be both a leader both professionally and but personally, that doesn't mean that there's not integrity, but I'm really now coming from the perspective of you are the, mm. the leader of the pack, quote unquote. So from a managerial perspective, right. executive perspective and professional, are you then the, the, the one that says how to go about things, etc. in yeah. the personal realm? Um, I wouldn't, uh, I would probably say you're probably more elite laid back and the opposite for uh, your partner. But I mean, of course, there's always cases that there are outliers, um, and it most definitely does apply to the personal realm, uh, especially important because we've been focusing so much on probably more the professional leadership realm and not the at-home personal leadership yeah. realm, and we are very much needing that at home. When I mean leadership, I mean integrity. It doesn't matter that's both professionally and personally. Yeah. Good question as well, how we see leadership only for the productive but not for oh, the inspirational. Oh, exactly, right? exactly. Because yeah. yeah. the leadership at home is the fundamental education that 
we have lost that our teachers are now taking over because Mm -hmm. we can't, we don't have it enough at home. So if we put more value and self-worth there, it would be an incredible shift. Why does leadership and stress Mm -hmm. management, why does it matter to you? Yes, that is a fantastic question. (laughs) So um, that is, I would say, my two core values stress management and leadership from the perspective of integrity. It took me a while to really get to what it is my core values because of working so much through my own emotions. When we are so much, right, the emotions taking taking over, it's hard to see, clearly feel. The step-by-step mind-body is see, then feel. It's not just see without feel or feel without see. You need both. And until I finally got there, that's when I saw those two core values, you know, stress management and integrity. I wouldn't see stress management as a value. It's dealing with challenges. How do I take care of myself? How do I present myself? So if we go back to the state of stability, could you just briefly review the qualities and how do you apply and develop such qualities yeah so i do want to take one step back so what is a state the way i define a state is the moment your mind connects to your body or your body connects to your mind it's the moment your mind truly understands why and how an action is taking place why are you doing what you're doing and how is it that you're doing it the state is created through as i said visualization of the mind and practice in the body so it's a it's practice. So each state we are practicing. It's never an achievement. Stability is coming very much from practicing the sense, the what is peacefulness, calm, strength, sturdy. What are those feelings feel like in the body when we're doing something, eating or moving, working? And what does it look like in the mind when we're doing it? Those are the two aspects of a state. And the more that we can feel and see and feel the state of our individual selves, the more we are able to tap into the rest and digest. So for stability, we are practicing sitting still, just that, but strong and also maybe still, but weak. But then, and what I mean by weak, not from the the um, subjective sense, but mm-hmm. from the just slouching, just getting to know that stableness. And then what does stableness mean to you in the mind? When you visualize stable, what is it? Is it you are um, journaling? That's peaceful journaling. So that's why journaling is so such a great um, practice because you are actually practicing with your mind that peaceful state. So that's stability. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and always coming from visualization practices and embodiment practices. What is agility? Agility is, and I refer to more stability from the body because that just makes more sense. Agility, I mm-hmm. refer more to the mind because um, usually it's emotions are all over the place with the way that we feel. That's what the mind is. And the agility of the body is we're multitasking. That's an example. But from a more exercise, we're plyometrics, right? Mm. Up, down, fast, slow, very quick state. I think the, that just to really put simply, um, the more that we are able to just practice those states, the more we're getting to know ourselves and making life work for us instead of us work for life, aka we're going more into the rest and digest state, meaning stress management. And then that last piece, which we'll get to, is that mobility. Yeah, which ultimately mobility is simply ability to adjust quickly from the mind and the body. The way that I'm now packaging this uh, method, I'm calling it the body quotient. So we have 
the IQ. Mm-hmm. We have the EQ. This I would like for it to be the, the EQ. EQ. Once the website is reconstructed, I will be writing an article on that. Focusing on the state of mobility, what are the qualities that you can find of this state? Mobility, I think, is that piece that I like to refer to as actually the spirit. Mm-hmm. So it's actually our beliefs. So it's I am enough or I'm not enough. Is that where you're coming from? Am I coming from fear or coming from trust? So what does that feel like in the body? That's actually creative movement. So it's dance. So it's really like that's really getting the, the spirit is coming into the body and what is it, what am I wanting to do? What is It's really channeling ultimately the creative, that creative sense of yourself in the body and letting it express itself. Um, so I like to utilize the embodiment practice um, uh, is dance. That's really mm-hmm. what I very often mm-hmm. come back to. It's just and dance and just really in the simple sense as music plus um, movement plus breath. So then yeah. you would go back to the stability. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is what is here? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and then am I coming? Then, right, you go back to mobility in that mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. by saying, am I coming from, am I enough? So let's say one of my most impactful mobility moments, mm-hmm. let's put it, in a movement session of mine, mm-hmm. a movement therapy, I was... Right. So dancing to the music, just slowly moving. And suddenly I found myself and I was already in the mind. Right. Mm. So I was observing myself, why I was doing what I was doing and how I was feeling, etc. And in that moment, I remember there was a story that was coming up in my head as I was moving. That was very sad, felt like grief. And I actually saw myself in the movement going down on the floor and sitting and just just really sulking for myself. And as I realized that I was coming from a place of that story of victim, I'm not enough, that defeated type of yeah. position was, that's my belief system. I'm not even believing that I can get through this. And, and of course, then why are you not believing it? Do you believe uh, that you're not loved, that you're, um, you're not there for yourself? You know, um, you can't be there for yourself. Like, or are you saying to yourself, no, this sucks that I witnessed this. It's painful, but I own that grief. I'm going to accept it. I'm there for myself and I'm going to move on. And I, cause I believe I can, I believe in love or yeah. approval and, um, and I am enough. So who cares that this happened or yeah, who cares that this is the situation I can do it. So that is really the the one of the uh, one great example for me for the piece of mobility. I think it's very interesting, especially when you talk about uh, spirit. And the first times we talked, we talked about this uh, subject. I was struggling to understand what you mm-hmm. meant by spirit, mm-hmm. because from where I come from, spirit or spirituality is tied to religion, yeah. and I couldn't really detach the two. I didn't know how to get there. Yeah, and it's, it's tough. You have to peel away uh, all of the constructs around religion and just simplify it to love kindness compassion the heart and when you are able to be more there and put religion aside then hopefully it will get to the place of awareness where in a much deeper way that it's really just here about i am enough you are enough and there's a really beautiful word from nelson mandela the tribe's called Ubuntu, mm-hmm. meaning I am because we are. If that is the, if you're coming from that place, same as I'm enough, 
and then you can also be right in connection with others in that state as well. But in fear, it's not possible. If we're coming from fear for ourselves, how can we be there for others? And Brene Brown goes into the whole wholesomeness living, but mm. funnily enough, it's stress management as well. Depending on how interested or how deep one is in these subjects, we also need to create a communication material to them. So stress management might be easier to digest for mm. some people, exactly. yeah. whereas yeah. for others, they will um, you know, comprehend what we're trying to uh, exemplify mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a, a, a doctor, his name is Herbert Benson. He mm. um, has created a method very much focused on breath work and meditation called the relaxation response. He's a, a professor at Harvard. Um, and uh, I recommend, highly recommend reading that book because that will as well connect the dots for you between stress management and this wholesome living. What small and incremental change could we do to embody a state of mobility? I think one small step is I want to, I believe in a healthy lifestyle. I believe that I can have that. I think it's really hard to enter that this realm if you don't believe in having a healthy lifestyle. If you right now we're all being forced in that direction because of Corona. There's so much resistance around it as well because of this financial trauma we're witnessing that mm-hmm. it's hard to believe that you can also have a healthy lifestyle. I would say the combination of accepting and knowing where you're at and believing in a lifestyle. And it can go small, right? Just get more sleep, drink more water. Uh, take breaks behind, from the computer. Just starting there. The motivator is when you feel the results. Yeah. The true, true motivator is when you feel it and you're like, wow, I'm feeling great <laughs> and my energy is higher. So it's energy and pain. We, we keep thinking that we need to see a result, but it's fully energy and it's, pain. Yeah. Little pain, more energy. It's what you were saying about also visualization. Um, mm-hmm. I can feel something, oh, I'm feeling great, but be dissociated from why am I feeling great. Mm-hmm. And maybe I've done a change, but I didn't take notice because I wasn't aware of what happened. Yeah. And being it's aware not, of yeah. all those, uh, mm-hmm. actually what we are changing and making sure, oh yeah, we are unconsciously doing this then you will embody perhaps or you feel better at, at that change yeah. and you will understand exactly. why it's there. The visualization, that's what I loved so much about your art therapy. Oh and I really, like, I never, I would say, because I was so much into, yeah, just right because of nutrition and movement, I was much more in that piece versus the visualization. It's been the last three years that visualization has been just this life changer for me. That yeah. art therapy aspect of things <laughs> is really, whether that be a collage or painting yeah. or mood board or very recent that that's been now where I'm like, well, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> do you do it on your own? or so, I haven't. I haven't. So in this last weekend, the business um, where I did the business plan, yeah. there was a, a, a mood collage piece to it. And that way, it was just like so funny to see how much I loved it. I was like, yes! I love this! It's much much easier. It it makes it more enjoyable, the process. Talking now about the the state of mobility, and I wanted to ask I was yesterday in my online class of uh, mindfulness based stress reduction. The teacher taught us about obviously this awareness. And I 
I thought I had a sense of mobility in my stillness mm-hmm. um, because I was opening up a lot of sensations in a very still moment. Is there anything you would like to say in relation to you can also find mobility in stillness due to the suggestion you just gave? Mobility is best explored through, you know, dance. and Well, yeah, you dance provides that sensation and just the way that you described what you experienced, mm-hmm. that you were able to be in such stillness with the, right, the, the dance, the fit movement therapy is to help people to get there, but it's very hard to be stillness in sensations, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To be still in the sensation. So the way that you described mm-hmm. it together with, I would say it was very open, very curious, mm-hmm. very light. Mm-hmm. It was very much um, mobility. And then there's that that range. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. How does then mobility translate to the business landscape? Mm-hmm. Uh, to change management, to leadership, professional relationships. Yeah. So I mean, um, it's actually giving more time to uh, communicate. The first step that we have been able to um, touch upon mobility within businesses is purpose. But purpose is very much as well that masculine piece, Mm. which is totally fine, but we um, sometimes can get, it's again, balance. We need to check in with it and make sure that that compassionate piece is there as well. It's compassion. But purpose, I mean, mobility is definitely already in, in businesses because of the purpose. If you bring as a leader and purpose for your team, then spirit is again there. The problem is that stress management piece, mm-hmm. and we need compassion for it to again be that whole picture of mobility. So if we would say purpose is coming more from agility and compassion is stability, we will come from the wholesome picture of mobility. Right. With mobility there, you're also tapping into the belief system. What do we believe as a mm-hmm. company or team? Ultimately, if a leader doesn't actually believe in taking care of themselves as they're leading the team, how is he really going to take care of the others around them? And it is the fact of the matter that now it's not just about getting the product sold or in operation, but it's also about, are my my employees healthy? And that piece, that's one positive thing of Corona, that there's that Hopefully that check-in. Let's hope for it. I think the next six months at least will be so much crisis managing still. If we're lucky, end of 2021, we'll be getting out of the crisis management yeah. perspective. So mm-hmm. for businesses to be prepared to change, what are then the small steps that they could do, for instance, in the coming months, right? What is a good stress management strategy? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the smallest step? It could be just a question in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think uh, being more personable. Um, I mean, of course, as well, I think of ergonomics, so mm-hmm. improving the office spaces. But um, let's go one step further and um, being more personable. And I think that because we no longer or a lot of people are working remotely, that part of that personable part is definitely being integrated. They have to in order to keep the trust to their, their employees or vice versa, let's put it that way. So let's hope that that's really happening. Yeah, yeah especially because we just realized how homes are not ready for uh, exactly. work. Exactly. So be more understanding 
be more flexible for as the leader. Yeah, because there's a good uh, a good idea to come about this is, I mean, now we all know each other's homes, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that privacy that we left, you know, at home as soon mm-hmm. as we went to our offices, nobody knew unless, you know, we were friends or intimate, our colleagues, our bosses. Now everybody's calling from home. So, you know, we suddenly see a little bit of our personal uh places yeah, right? exactly exactly so it's yeah. a it's a great chance so for true. us to oh oh wait oh yeah you are human so i think that's that's already quite a step if you can empathize with that image definitely and for your own work and your own clients yeah. i mean uh the movement part why is it important is it easy to invite them to mm-hmm. movement mm-hmm. from a place of discovery not mm-hmm. exercise mm-hmm. Uh, at this moment in time, I I definitely would say yes. I would say, uh, so I'm coming more from a place of stress management, but I integrate discovery in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just been such a big shift for myself uh, that I don't target it from a place of weight loss or, yeah, result-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much, much more connection to self, connection to body, yeah, I would say that uh, there's definitely a demand there. Mm-hmm. And clients are very welcome and they know me as well as a background that I always love dancing and the spirit that comes out through that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's also a connecting piece to it as well. Music is just healing at the end of the day. I mean, I think everyone can associate to that. Last but not least... To close off the series that we're on, we've been working together for the yeah. past episodes. Why is movement your constant? <laughs> <laughs> wow! So I actually, I actually think it wasn't as much of an awareness that was your your teaching to me. To what extent that was the piece that was missing in my journey? Um, very much so. Um, at that moment in time, is realizing. Uh, the mind-body shift that takes place in movement in an an ongoing way rather than being positive and negative. So movement is my constant to be able to tap into mobility. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, I won't be able to. I will only be stuck in stability or agility and just going in cycles. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. (laughs) Is there anything you would like to add? One reference is um, a book uh, that was almost like a Bible to me for a year that was uh, Anatomy of the Spirit by Caroline Meese. Um, if you want to dive a little bit deeper as to how beliefs, um, different beliefs um, according to concepts really uh, are connected to different body parts. So it's that chakra system from Eastern medicine. Um, she really uh, puts it well within her book I would love to mention her thank you thank you so much it's been a lovely ride (laughs) do you know the number of this episode in the total it's the tenth. No way! Wow. Yes. It's like completion. Totally.